Well, hello there. Welcome to Living Your Success 24-7. You heard me 24-7 with Michael Kane. Woo-woo. Anyway, how are you doing this today, this morning, this evening, wherever you are in the world? So hope you're doing well. Well, I want to talk to you today about money mind. That's right. You see that right in there? Money mind. Money, mind, mind on your money and your money on your mind. That's right. It's straight up money on your mind. So, and money was on my mind. It's not all I think about, but it's a big deal. It really is. Especially when you don't have a lot of it. You never uh, hear anyone complain, oh, I just got so much money. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, I have a bad day because I can't spend all my money today. I got just so much. So is that you? <laughs> so one day, one day, that's what we're striving to, to be able to not have to count those pennies. Aren't you tired? I remember, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. I remember going to IHOP. This is many years ago uh, when they hit Los Angeles, when they moved in to South Los Angeles. And it was something else there, a pancake house or something like that. So anyway, I'm, this is my first time going. They changed it, whatever. They bought out location. And I had me a good uh, pancake combo. Pancakes, of course. Bacon, crispy. Got to be crispy. Scrambled eggs. That's right, scrambled. Give me scrambled, not juicy run. I want to drink my eggs. And uh, orange juice. And I had a good meal, took my time, just me. And a few times I ate by myself. I normally don't eat by myself. Usually, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I was by myself. And they bring me to check. I said, okay, yeah, give me the check. I'm about ready to go. And so... I dig, I go in to my, I was wearing a suit, looking good, suit. Went in, did not have my wallet. I'm like, oh my God, my head started spinning. Thinking, oh, they're going to send me to jail over some pancakes I can't pay for. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Uh, yeah, you know, everyone says, yeah, yeah, I, I, I left my wallet. Yeah, sure you did, dude. Sure you did. I was so embarrassed. And some level of fear because <laughs> I'm thinking they're going to call the police or something. Oh, this guy ate breakfast and said, said, oh, I left money in my car. And I remembered I had set aside, uh, I, I make a habit of setting pennies and dimes and quarters or something like that. And I was hoping I didn't raid the cookie jar, so to speak, in the car. So I wasn't quite confident, 100% certainty that that money was in my car, but I didn't have nothing else to go on except let me pray as I walk, slowly walk to my car. And they trusted me. Say, oh, no problem. I was shocked by that. Mm. So anyway, I'm up there. I go in my drawer. There's no money. And I said, oh my God, please God, I want to go to jail today. And I don't go to jail any day. No, not any sane person would want to. But anyway, under I looked everywhere under the mats, underwear. I started finding nickels, dimes, quarters. Oh my gosh. 
I, I just started finding coins throughout the vehicle. And fortunately, I made it by like a quarter or something, 25, 30 cents. I, I had insufficient amount. I was like, ooh, dodge that bullet. Dodge that jail. Whoa. And um, I didn't do that again. I made sure I have my wallet and I have money in it or I have, and I always say I keep a few bucks in the car after that. So anyway, and my point is, you don't want to have to count pennies, quarters, and dimes to survive every day. If there's an emergency, you don't, so you don't panic like I did. Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You don't want to put yourself in that position. That means you have to come to terms with your money mind. Where are you? Where Where do you want to be? What You need to be on a plan. Like I was. I got on a plan because I've been broke, broken, broke, triple broke. Know how it feels? It's horrible feeling when you literally have, let's say, the electric bill, the gas bill, and you have to choose. Well, somebody ain't getting paid today. Which one? Gas or electric? Electric and gas. Which one? Somebody's not getting paid today. I do know that. Now, I learned a technique where, you know, uh, well, I don't want to encourage you <laughs> by juggling the bills around the money. That was a long time ago. And thank God. Yeah. So my goal today is you don't put yourself and get yourself in a position where you're on your knees like I was scrounging around for quarters, nickels and praying at the same time. Oh, guys, good to pray, but have your stuff together. OK, have sufficient money. And what, what am I saying? Saying emergency fund. You need an emergency fund. You, I'm sure you heard it many other times, but you really do need emergency fund because things can happen. Things can happen. Uh, another occasion, I was driving on the freeway in a van. This was years ago. And I was telling my kids, uh, this was probably 12, 13 years ago. I said, I was kids. It was, you know, kind of upset that day. I said, what else can go wrong? Don't say that. Do not say what else can go wrong. And so, the windshield wiper flew off after I said it. Immediately when I said it, what else could go wrong, kids? Flew right off. It was sprinkling a little light rain. So I had the windshield wiper on. What else could go wrong? And it just flew to the other car. Like, I'm going to go to somewhere who appreciates me. And the kids were just laughing. I was so mad. They were laughing. And I just, at that point, I had to laugh, too. I said, well, kids, don't ever say what else could go wrong. So you prepare for wrong. And you have a plan and a backup plan B if you have to. And so emergency runs, say, three to six months, even a year, I would say, in these times. And I know that's difficult, but just as I used to, people used to laugh at me, especially before the banks, um, all electronic banking, you had to go in person and you had to leave work. Everyone had to leave work to go to the bank, by the way, to deposit, cash their check. And I would, and every time I had money, I don't care how small. Again, this is for electronic. This is before computers. Okay. Uh, where I went, if I had $5 or $10, I would deposit. I would stand in a, it would be 15, 20 people in line. I'd deposit five, 10, $20. I did that like religion. And people say, oh, look at this guy, man. He drew the, taking his time to, guess what? That helped me out. It, it developed a saving habit, a serious habit where I didn't deviate. I was, I did it like religion. 
Now, true, I fell off the path. I went on, I went to the unforbidden fruit with finances. But I'm just saying, when you use these concepts and tools, they work for the most part. Again, no one size fits all, but you you can't spin up 100% of your paycheck. That is, you just got to, even if you had to save $2, $3, so you know you're saving something. And so when I talk about money mind, it's basically how you view money, how you see it, and what you do with it when you have it. The little you have, the much, the, the whatever the abundance you have. You have to uh, uh, impart a practice of saving, spending properly, investing, and giving. Those are my four pillars, right? There's the four pillars of money. You're either going to spend it, save it, a combination, give it, charitable donations to your church, synagogue, wherever you, house of worship or any a nonprofit fund of your choice and investing, which we want to move from just a saver to investing, an investor. That's right. You say, well, I can never do that. I thought that once too. Being broke on top of broke. Thought, oh man, I can't do that. But you know what? I did a little bit at a time. Did I what what can you do? See, a lot of people fail at just all or nothing. See the black and white, the light switches on or off. But there's that middle one. Do what you can. And that's what I did. Dollar by dollar, quarter by, literally quarter by quarter when I was a kid. I saved up them nickels, quarters, and dollars. But someone wanted to give me a dollar for losing the tooth, the tooth fairy, whatever. I got that dollar and saved some of it. Not all of it all the time. And so you have to determine what your values are. Uh, so you'll know how to operate when you're in a position to where you're in that fork of the road where you have to determine, do I buy this thing? So your money mind has to follow you. It, it goes with you wherever you go. So you're going to be at a crossroads. Well, it's, do I buy this thing? Is it a depreciating asset or is it a liability? You've heard that asset liability. And uh, for example, your car is what? It's a liability, and it's a diminishing one at that. As soon as you drive that car off the lot, it's not the same price anymore. Let's say when you bought it, you paid whatever, $20,000. Make the math simple. As soon as you drive it off, and you come back, a month later or something, two months, three months, it's no longer 20000 They said, well, we'll give you uh, fifteen for it. $15,000, I just paid 30 days ago, twenty. Well, that's what you got. It's the way it is, the way of the world. The way of the world, that's what it is. And so you have to uh, determine uh, what you're going to spend your money on and what you're not. Now, Abraham Maslow, Maslow's theory, hierarchy of needs. You know, you you need a place to live. So that's rent or a mortgage, some kind of way. You need food. Without food, you don't live. You need, um, what else you need? You need transportation, right? 
outside of housing, you need to do, you may take public. I took the bus for years, for years, even so sometimes when I couldn't afford to get my car fixed, hopped on two, three buses. It was a and a train too. One point I was taking a train, two buses, sometimes three buses, and walking uh probably a half a mile. That's right. It was rough. But what do we do? Quit my job? I mean, you know, it was I just had to get up early. Oh my God, I had to get up early. And so a lot of you are facing those hardships too and those challenges. You don't quit. Don't ever quit. Don't ever quit. Don't want to point my finger at you. Point. Don't quit. Don't quit. Even though you want to. I wanted to sometime, but no, it's not an option. Failure is not an option. That's what they said in that Apollo movie. Um, so you have to make right decisions. Now, don't be misled where you say, well, I'm not an expert. I can't do this. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. You have to educate yourself. That's what we do. You see these folks and these gurus and these books and YouTube and all this. They educated themselves by studying. Um, school does not necessarily mean academically inclined where you go to a paid institution. It means you pick up a book, you go to the library a free library membership and read the book. If you can't afford to buy a book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever your platform of choice, because most of the bookstores are gone. I'm sad at that. Um, so you're on a road to success. You're living your success. You have to, you have to proclaim it. So back to decision-making. You just can't make uh, too many stupid, this big decisions. Spend all your money on uh, gambling, the casino, uh, getting into major credit card debt where you can't, you can only pay the minimum, but the interest is it, it, the credit card. You started off with 5000 now it's 10000 because it's year seven and you still can't pay it off. Now you're thinking about bankruptcy. Look, folks, I know a lot of people, including myself, been in that situation where put too much on a credit card and got out of hand. And sometimes it was a necessity. That's all you had. You didn't have the cash. It was an emergency. That's why you have an emergency fund. See, you get it now. Emergency fund is just for that. So you don't have to tap into your regular savings and investments accounts. So this all stems from defining what our values are. And coming to terms with her, however we grew up, we'd be, we could have grew up with a large household, single parent, and your parents did the best they can. This is no indictment on your parents. And and you say, when I grow up, I'm just, that's just not going to happen to me. And sometimes, you know, it repeats itself, the cycle. And so you need to break that cycle. Where And you, you know what? You cannot go back. So don't think, oh, 20 years ago, I I did that. I was playing that in my head only if nine years ago. If I didn't make that stupid decision, I would have had all this money. You can play that dance. What if? What if? Uh, you can play that to your grave. Just stop. You know, it, you, it's, you don't have a time machine, so you can't go back. You can only move forward, folks. Move forward. Look, if, 
you move, you're moving forward. You're moving forward. That's all you can do is put the left, the right out, foot, the left again, the right. Can't go back. Can't go back a minute ago, a second ago, last week, 10 years. So where do, you, where do I start, you ask? Well, I'm too old. I'm too young. No, you're not. Start where you're at. Whatever age, don't use that cop out. Just start where you're at and define your value. Say, I want to uh, make them specific, your goals. That I want to save at least 10% of my income. I want to move up to that. Maybe you can only save 1% of your income. Okay. Maybe you do need to renegotiate credit card debt and other debts. And maybe you're living in a house you just can't afford for whatever reason. Maybe you bought it that way. You didn't afford it when you bought it. And now you're kind of stuck. And uh, same thing with a fancy car you can't afford. People are spending eight, nine hundred a month on a car and they um, have average incomes or below average. Oh, my gosh. Not a good decision. Not a good decision. But start from where you're at. Get rid of that expensive car you can't afford and possibly the big house you can't afford either. I had to do that. I, I'm preaching to myself, the choir here. I am the choir. I had to do that. Unfortunately. Sad day, but actually it's going to be a prosperous day because you're going to get back on your financial feet and get a, and break the shackles of financial bondage, right? Like the Hulk. Let me do it again. Right? <laughs> so we need to see the Hulk do that, financial bondage. Maybe we can invite him to the show, right? If he were real, right? Oh, okay, I get some issues if I think he's real, right? And so... At some point, uh, you want to uh, have a plan, and it, that plan is called a budget. A budget. You heard me. A budget. Say, what's that? I don't know a budget. I don't want to do it. Call it for what you want. It's an outline. It's 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 a it's it's a it's a direction of where you're gonna name all your money something. This is my mortgage money, my rent money, my gas money, electric money, my school money for the kids or clothes money, going to save. And you know what? You don't have to have a reason to save. You know, you don't have to have like, I'm saving for shoes or something. You, you can just save to save for whatever comes your way in the future. But I would separate and have a, say, emergency fund savings account and then a separate one where it'll be your bank, where you invest with it, you go on vacations and do things like that. And so I would break it out, not having one big pot in one place. And so um, some of us have spending problems, okay? And that's been, now a lot of times we only think of spending problems with overspending, right? Well, that's the biggest problem. People that spend more than they have, they spend money they just don't have. What about underspending? And that speaks, you know what? It, it just, it just hear me. What are you talking about? Is a problem underspending. Well, sometimes you need to think of, consider the quality and of the merchandise or service that you're getting and for the reason. You know, for example, if you need uh, surgery or something, you want to go like low ball and cheap, right? You know, or you, you what I'm saying is you want to pay what you can afford to and hopefully 
uh, let's say something costs five, ten more dollars, whatever it is. It could be some unique clothes and you know, difference between this blouse or shirt or whatever. This other one is, you, you know, higher quality. And you could tell the other one may rip up and, you know, how single thread and whatever. You know, I'm not a fashion expert. But what I'm saying is sometimes it's just a little more money for the better quality. You know, it's okay to go with that, to pay up, you know, depending where you are financially. I want to put an asterisk to that. So once you get yourself out of this hole, if you are in one, or you're just not where you want to be, which is most of us, then you need to go double down, like in blackjack, double down and, and go aggressive with that. I had to do that many times over my years, where I just aggressive, got rid of the cable, satellite, TV stuff, you know, just didn't uh, drive everywhere to spend up all the gas money and, and all that to conserve money. And so... Your values are important and the exercise of those values are important. So that's when I step out of the outside the house and go somewhere. My money mind is on. I'm going to spend this amount of money today, not one cent over. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to have fun and in indulge yourself. OK, but that's after you have many milestones, after emergency account is there, savings account. And after other, it could be a medical account. It could be money, you know, for healthcare expenses. Once you satisfy all that, indulge a little bit. It's okay to go on a little vacation. Just be within reason and don't make a bonehead decision. That's all. And so, by the way, please subscribe and like that button. Please do that for me. I appreciate it. So my algorithms can be working in Michael Caine's favor, okay? And also, I have an ongoing existing podcast on Apple. Please turn that Apple. Hear my podcast, Living Your Success 24-7. iHeartRadio is another one. Spotify, Amazon, and a few other platforms. As well as my uh, website, livingyoursuccess.com. And in the description of this show, I'm going to give my newsletter, Catalyst, and that's to help you with health, money, and business. You hear me? Health, money, business. Guess what? What order would you put those things as? You better have health, number one. You don't have your health. If you, when you, you know, on your last leg, you're not thinking about money and all. You're not thinking about anything else. You're thinking about your survival and your health and recuperating and getting better. So I cover uh, health, money, and business. Okay? So please subscribe to that newsletter too and my podcast so you can automatically get notified when a new episode kicks in on what? Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, as well as a few other platforms of your choice. So anyway, so I hope this has been productive. Hope so. But let me tell you, um, you're not alone. Myself and millions and billions of other people have had to struggle, had to scratch their way inch by inch by inch. And let's not be too judgmental on folks. We don't know where they've been. And so uh, I do want to bring up uh, some books 
that I want to go to on on another podcast or another show, another time. But I came across this interesting book, very original and just made me think hard. And well, I have it right here. The psychology of money. I'm not getting commission, kickbacks, or royalties or anything. And I, I, I got this as a gift. Wow. Somebody gave it as a gift. Timeless Lessons on Wealth, Greed, and Happiness. Morgan Housel. Housel, Housel I think. Pronounce it. And you have to get it. it. It really talks about the behavioral aspects. And people, you can't judge people because people grew, you don't know how they grew up raised and how they were indoctrinated to you, you don't know if you were in their position you'd be doing the same thing so it's good to uh work on yourself and not be overly concerned with other people and how they messed up and it's maybe all they knew so we got to be careful of that another book i will teach you to be rich that's another another book uh i like uh, right there i will teach you to be rich and so there's other ones um, I'll bring up uh, from time to time and see, educate yourself. I didn't have to go to school. I just either was gifted those books or I bought them myself to say, I need to increase my flexibility of understanding other people and money. Money is not the root of all evil, the love of money, the good book says. So when you do things, and it's good to be passionate about something, but um, we want to make sure we can survive too, right? We want to make money too. It's okay to make money, just not exploit situations, exploit people, hurt people. We should be fair. We should be fair in our dealings with people. So I, I, I educate myself through these books and I take workshops and classes and seminars and it's good to invest in yourself. See, it's like King Solomon. He asked for wisdom, not just for riches, money, because the riches can go any day. Somebody can take it. Somebody can strip it. You can lose your mind and spend it all. But if you have wisdom, you can always get it back. So look for financial wisdom. And like I said, keep yourself healthy because without that health, all the rest of this stuff won't matter. And you have your family to consider. So, um, so it's important that we know how to make better decisions with our money. So that said, until next time, my friends, this is Michael Kane for Living Your Success. Yes. Thank you. Until next time.